Jin actually got a huge kick out of the way we were, um, how we'll be talking. And then just like randomly like, oh, by the way. And like completely off topic. She's like, you guys are ridiculous. Like nothing makes sense. Like you guys are just rambling. Like, you guys so, to... so you get the point of it. Yeah. It's not even summer. Why is the DJ keep on playing summertime sadness? After you go to the bathroom, can we go smoke a cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. Share as post. Yeah, that should work. Yeah, that does work. Wiggity, wiggity. Look at that. We've learned how to use Instagram. On the Instagram. On that Instagram. Welcome to Running Beer and BS, a podcast where we discuss those things and a little bit more. I'm Flores. I'm Johnny. Thank you so much for checking out episode four. Uh, This week, we're going to talk a little bit about training, Um, you know, since we are the expert opinions on everything running and you should listen to every word we say Uh. as gold. And by that, I mean you shouldn't listen to most of the things we say. <laughs> Everything just, we say, take it, take a, a second listen to a professional. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it may be a good, you know, reach out to people who have done this professionally, maybe. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're going to discuss a little bit of training and uh, just, just all about that. But first... We're going to talk about the beer. John brought a, a delicious beer. T- tell us about it, John. So today we are going with Fathead's Headhunter. It's, um, it's, I will admit it's a little hoppier than what I normally like to drink, but I really, really do like it. Here's what, here, so here's what really kind of intrigued me about it. And I was on Twitter, the Twitter sphere. And I noticed that either they had tweeted it out or someone had tweeted it out. I think, you know what? Actually, I think I saw Chad Baxendale is the one Chad's who, a big fan of Fatheads. Chad loves Fatheads. So I think I saw Chad had retweeted or something like that. The fact that Fatheads, they are going to start selling it in a six-pack now as opposed to the four-pack that they've always sold it in. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh. Do they sell all their beers in four or in no, six packs, or, or is it just the? I, it's the headhunter, and I I would assume, you know, and you know what happens when you assume. Ooh, Oof. someone but, else is an ass. Yeah, so I think they sell it in the four pack because it is a seven and a half percent beer. That sounds right. I, I would I would assume that's why they do it. They need that money. That money. So, but anywho, so that's funny. You say need that money, and in true Chad style, when he saw that they were going from a four pack to a six pack. <laughs> His first question was this. Are they changing the price? Will it be the same price? And I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, Chad, they're going to give you two free beers. Because, you know, that's how Headhunters rolls. Because, you mean, know, economics. I, yeah, I mean, God love Chad, dude. <laughs> yeah. I love that cat, but, I mean, oh, I just found out somehow, some way. I don't know what this is going to do for our ratings. He didn't know that we even had a podcast. What? Yeah. Like, he, he had found out last night, I think. He had saw, oh, uh, Chas, uh, the, the firefighter down at Columbus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've always wondered if his name is Chas or Chas. It's uh, Chas Michael Michael. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Chas. Chas sounds right. Yeah, he, he, by the way, thank you very much for the uh, very kind oh, yeah. uh, uh, referral for us and yeah. putting her name out there and all that stuff. Chas shared some stuff, and he also messaged us and told us how much he loved the podcast. So, so super appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, based off from that... <laughs> Down in the comments, Chad's like, "What? <laughs> no, like, we are you? Is that what? Because of how awesome he's like? No, I didn't know it existed. I'm like, how do you yeah, not thanks, know? Like, thanks a like, lot, Chad. Screenshotted like a bunch of photos to him where like we have been discussing it, and he has been involved in the discussion, right? And he's like, I, I don't know, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, like, how did I not see any of that? My goodness, you know the sharing that we've done on everything, and not that everyone's getting completely burnt out on that already. They're like, oh my god, when does <laughs> here it we end? go again? These idiots. So, speaking of which, make sure you follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Come get more. <laughs> we want we want you to follow us on all of the socials. <laughs> um, but yeah, so drinking Headhunter IPA. This is a Cleveland beer, isn't it? I think so. Well, which would probably explain why uh, Chad likes it. it so much. Middleburg yeah. Heights. That's right outside of Cleveland. Isn't yeah. It? Middleburg. Aggressively dry hopped, uncivilized, West Coast style IPA. And I mean, and not that, and so what's funny is we're sitting here like, 
talking about you know talking about this beer as if maybe people haven't heard of it. Oh, you know, you turn oh, yeah. you turn a bottle a quarter of a turn, and there's like just like a whole like list of awards that they've won, and like, I mean, it is it is a really 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 yeah. solid beer. I would like to go to that brewery one time, maybe. If you haven't heard of Fatheads and you live in Ohio, <laughs> that that would be very yeah. surprising. Come out from underneath the rock. Yeah, that would be very surprising. They have a they have a lot of cool beers. What I really like is they have this that dude the the fat head that's on the logo. Every single one of their beers, they just dress them up differently. Oh, good observation. So, like, every single time, it's just, like, a different, like, weird-looking picture. I've never noticed that. You'll see it now when you go to Kroger. Now now all I know is this fat dude is staring at me different. <laughs> like, What's this fat guy dressed like a tiger? <laughs> I'm getting paranoid. So, um, so we were talking last week. What were the, what was the IBUs on that beer last week? Was it no, two weeks ago? No clue. No clue. The odd job, because we talked about it not being very... I feel like it was higher than was 87. It, it was ni- wasn't it 96? I think it was 96. That sounds right cuz we were you were like we were like that's high and yeah. it's not, this is this tastes a lot high hoppier. I wonder if it's because it's dry hopped. I, I don't know. This is my lack of beer knowledge and, can and we something. Get, can we get like a real like a beer aficionado as opposed to us like yeah. like neophytes in here talking about <laughs> it. But if someone can like explain to us maybe like why I I I thought that the higher the IBU the hoppier it tasted. That's what I thought too. I thought so. Is it's, there, a, it's a bitterness unit that would make sense. That's, exactly. So um, unless I'm missing something, I don't understand how. But we're, we're we're both obviously missing something. We're clearly missing something. But that, hits, that has, has nothing to do with the beer. Hits us going on like Tim Al death runs this morning with like <laughs> dudes way more elite than us, and and then mind you also a dudette who literally could have at any moment. Whenever she got bored with us, could Just, have yeah. thrown it down and left us. We I don't know if you were running close when, when I got on this um when we went by the cemetery, you know, on uh I was a little behind on, on South Sandusky. Mm-mm. Keith and I were talking about the fact that there is not a doubt in my mind that if Renee wanted to, she could have hung a left, went into the cemetery, done a full loop, and still caught me well before. I made it back to Mark's house. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, and one and wouldn't even like had phased her. No, it would like, have just been like, okay, finally I can run my pace. But yeah. So John's talking about last week. He had said he had run with the uh, possum herder legend Mark Carroll, and the guys was Keith with you guys last twice. Week? Was Keith was with you too? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so I gave him shit for that. And so this week Mark invited me because we knew John wasn't going to. Just kidding. Uh, so Mark invited me out. He's like, yeah, we're going to do this run, go around town. I was like, fine. So. You know, got to their place and I was like, oh, Renee's here, Keith. And it was Mark, John and I. And we took off and like, all right. I remember Mark texted me. He's like, oh, we're going to go for a real slow 10 miles. And I'm like, well, I already know that's bullshit because you guys don't run slow. Right, right. And then we start going and it's like, all right, the paces are clicking off pretty nice. You know, we're like mid 10s or something like that to start. And then like slowly but surely we're like 10, 10, 10, 3, 9.45. I'm like, all right, this is. This, this is getting aggressive. This is some bullshit. <laughs> and it's not like the course was getting easier. The, the first part of the course was the easiest thing we ran yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then after For that, sure. we were in backcountry roads. Because we got on the backcountry, yeah. Yeah, was yeah. it Bra- Miller And what's the other? What's the... Is that, so it's... Well, the road that runs along the river is that, Pollock. Pollock, that's the one. Pollock. But you take Miller down. What's weird is Miller and Burliner make like 90 degree angles at that where at we that intersection right, yeah which is weird like I, I feel like people have a hard time tracking what roads are really on sometimes yeah so anyways yeah we we made that right on the bra miller then a right on the pollock but like you're getting ready to say as soon as we hit down to where the, the hills were that's when like renee and keith were like those love birds got next to each other yeah. and all of a sudden it's like hee 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 no, they're, they're like and, giggling and smiling and we're like John and I are like, well, we can't keep up with you. Mark, Mark is Mark is acting like he can't keep up, and I think he was just trying to make us not feel bad. Yeah, there is not a doubt in my mind. No, no, it's like, like at any given time, Mark can easily throw down whatever he wants to yeah. throw down. No, so, but we were. Uh, that was yeah. a great run. But the cool thing about the whole morning in the run was so we all, well, me, Keith, Renee, all met at Mark's house at nine a.m. Jonathan wanted to get a certain amount of hours of running in, so he took off uh, from his house and ran before. But if you guys are familiar with Delaware, the state route that runs south of town is State Route 42. And for whatever dumb reason, 
Jonathan was running <laughs> a long 42. And it's a good uh, time. if you guys have checked out our Instagram, which you definitely should be doing, and or saw the story up in uh, Facebook, um, you have seen the wood statue carving, uh, whatever it may be. <laughs> of, of two whales. What was two whales? It's now one and two-thirds of a whale. Oh, that's true. The as, tail's uh, off on the one. As Homie has lost one of his tail. Yeah, so, so while I was running up 42 and about to uh, go on the overpass that goes over, was that that's London, right? No, Liberty. Yes, it goes over Liberty. Yeah, it goes over Liberty. Um, I, I like look on the side and I see this like wooden thing, and I was like, "Oh, it's like a log." And then I look closer, I'm like, "No, it, it's a statue, like a wooden statue with two whales, like a really cool wooden." Yeah, like, and I am, like, like completely like yeah, and then like on the back statue. of it, there was like some dates and like initials, and it says like "Love you." There's two different dates on it. <laughs> My wife thinks Love that someone's you. like. Like, they got it for, like, their dating anniversary, and then they got married, and now they're looking for it, and I stole it. But, yeah, so I picked it up, and then I I managed to run, like, a 5K carrying this giant piece of wood, and I wasn't just running, like, back roads. I ran straight through the middle of Delaware down Sandusky Street. And, and the great thing is it's Delaware, so that didn't look odd oh, at all. no. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, there goes one of those weird-ass trail runners yeah, that we have living in Delaware. That sounds weird. So we, uh, so we grabbed it, and... We decided it's going to be the, uh, it's the podcast whales. Now, with that being said, as of right now, it's the podcast whales. If this is some sort of like love statue for some couple, absolutely get in touch with us and we'll gladly resell it back to you at at a slight markup. (laughs) Nothing big. Don't worry about it. But what's cool is like, I just, like when you were looking at it, I just noticed for the first time, if you, this was like a solid stump of wood. Like you can see, like they carved it out It's not pieced together, like glued together. That was a solid piece of wood that they carved out of it that's what i'm really hoping it's not i hope they got it at like a uh like an art expo and yeah. someone didn't like put their blood sweat and tears into doing this for making for someone and she's like i'm over you and then throws yeah, it out the yeah. window on 42 i mean if the, god forbid that is what happened if it is what happened and that, you're a listener <laughs> know that your statue's in good hands and we absolutely love it and adore it um we're trying to think of like so here you go, uh, listeners. Yeah, we'll let you do it. We are trying to think of a great idea to do with the statue. Um, you know, should we like, should we put race stickers of every race we do on it? Maybe he loves stickers. I God, I love stickers. Stickers, <laughs> me and stickers, we go way back. <laughs> um, maybe like race stickers or like brewery stickers, or um, should we? Like, if, when, and if we ever start getting guests, should we have them sign it? Should we put like different cities where we've just. There's anything we can do with it. There's yeah. so many things. So we're just curious what we should do with it. And yeah. we would love for you guys to get on uh, however you want to get in touch with us and, and, and just give us some ideas because we have it and we're going to use it yeah we're going to use it for some reason that sounded sick and weird (laughs) but yeah you can you can reach out to us on all the socials that run beer uh oh man i'm it's been that headhunter's at run beer and bs on twitter instagram and facebook all the links for those will be on our show notes at our brand new domain i even said last week that we were too cheap to buy a domain i was like i'm gonna buy the domain (laughs) Yeah, so wait, that didn't last long. Yeah, that didn't last long at all. So you can find uh, everything for this episode at runningbeerandbs.com slash EP004 for episode four. Yeah. All the show notes will be listed there so you can see all the links of everything we're talking about. But yeah, we had a great run today with some... I wrote in my notes when I was going to prepare for this. I was like, we ran with a running legend and yeah. also Keith and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Renee's the legend. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's neither one of us. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like every time I run with her, which is now a grand total of two or three times, but all of the times, all the times, it is still. It's like really amazing how phenomenal of a runner she is, and she's been running for four years. I mean, it's just she's absolutely amazing. And and uh, Keith will tell you that she was at a race Keith was running and crewing and pacing him. And in the time that he was running his race, she just happened to, you know, wander around these trails and, oh, 
They, won't you know, she pieced together an ultra. Like, I mean. I think he said he put over just over 50K is what she yeah, did. She, I mean, she's amazing. I yeah. mean, she's, she's such a good runner. And I'm going to go ahead and maybe get in trouble with her. But That's all right. She's running possum this year, I think. Yeah, the double. I, 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 I think she's doing she's, double. She's doing the Seamus 30K and the playing possum 50K. Yeah. So um, so you see her out there. You'll see her on the while she's on her way back because yeah, yeah. you're not going to be catching her. I mean, unless unless you're, unless you're Ken is listening to this or, uh, you know, That's something true. like that. But uh, I will I will get to say hi to her at the starting line. <laughs> and then if she hangs around. Uh, or maybe we'll up, see her at Stoss yeah, later. Yeah, I mean. But no, she's extremely cool people. So I, I really enjoy running with her whenever I get a chance to run with her. But yeah, it was it was a great run today. Um, it was it's always nice to be out there and just get some miles with some good people. So, uh, other than that, though, um, the yeah, the topic for this week, we're, we we just kind of wanted to, because you know, recognizing that now is the time that you should probably. Be getting into a training program. If you're doing, if you have a, a spring race, if you have a spring race or an early summer race, um, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you what to do with your time or how to train. But I will tell you, it'd probably be who of you to start putting together a training run. So we thought, or a training program. So we thought, you know what, today's a a good day to kind of talk to you guys about that. Maybe we'll talk about training plans that we've used or some different stuff that we've kind of come that we've uh, found that we've liked and stuff like that. And really just how to, how to get in the right mindset of training and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and just kind of take it from there. I, I know I'm, I, I'm not the, uh, I, I like to follow training plans and I, I, I will admit that I tend to get a little neurotic. Like if my <laughs> plan calls for, 10 on Tuesday, 6 on Wednesday, 10 on Thursday, 20 on Saturday, and 20 on Sunday. By God, come hell or high water, that's what I'm doing. And, and I, I tend to stick with it. So it's it's kind of ironic because it's funny because, like, looking down through our notes, we even have in there, you do need to be a little flexible. My wife, she's the complete opposite. And you know, she's, a, she's a nurse, so her schedule's kind of all over the place. And she's really good about, well, I'm working a 12-hour shift today. I'm not going to run. And <laughs> by the way, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, yeah. you know? Uh, so she gets her miles in, but she's really strategic and she's really smart about how she gets them in. But um, no, yeah, we just want to kind of take some time out. Um, Jonathan probably has a bunch of different plans than what I use. Uh, he's more adverse to marathon training and, and speed training and stuff like that. Um, I prefer to train for ultras. Um, primarily because I'm slow as shit. <laughs> so if I don't need to do speed training, <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing. If the speed plan training. has speed work. He's like, maybe I'll just go longer. Yeah, yeah. What's a, what's a speed training on this marathon plan? Yeah. Is there a 50k option? Because yeah. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> so um, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like John said, if, if if you have a spring race, early summer race, you really should be thinking about your training itself and. It, I'm back and forth with the training plans. Like I, I use training plans and I remember when I PR my marathon, I, I stuck to it to a T. So there is something to say about like, Hey, if you, these people know what they're talking about. Like <laughs> it's weird. They write books and we pay money to for them. You think that we would like read them more and do them more. But I think the, uh, the thing that I don't do as much is I don't stay as committed to training plans as I should. And I almost use them as guidelines and mix them up. Cause like John said, I, I, I do, I u- I mostly use a marathon training plan and I alter it for 50Ks and anything else. So like consistently I'm doing marathons and 50Ks. So I really just altering like long runs are just a little bit longer. Um, looking over at my shelf right now, I use the uh, Hanson's marathon method is the one that I was using for my marathons. And it has like a longest run is 16 miles, but you're still getting like 55 miles in a week. So it has like, they do tempo runs and speed work and there's a whole bunch of that's, that's to it. But I think what you really need to understand is, you know, what's your end goal and what kind of time commitment can you, can you give to it? I mean, if you, you know, in a case like John said with his wife, if she knows that she's going to have these long days and she can't do it, well, you know, maybe, maybe five days a week doesn't work for it. Maybe four days a week works for it. And you just like having that, like giving yourself a realist, realistic expectation. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I don't know about you, John, but like I've set out and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do 20 miles a day for six days straight. I've never actually said that, but, (laughs) 
but like have that mentality of like I'm gonna do these like big things, and then like by the second day I'm like I just did a 5K this morning and it was really good, and I went back to sleep. Well, so it's funny because like you know talking about holding yourself accountable too. Like I know a ton of people who, okay, I, I know some people who who use coaches. Yeah, and and I get it, like. I'm sure if I used a coach, I could do considerably better. Like, well, shoot. Yeah. I mean, the one person that we know that has used a coach, um, oh, man, her name totally slipped my mind. Um, but she went down and won, um, won Ozarks 100, and she totally used a coach to get her there. Or get her there and she used a coach, and she loves it. And, 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 and it has made her an extremely – good hundred mile runner and she's fast. And so my thing with the coaches and probably the reason I kind of steer away from them is, uh, I, uh, I want them cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to pay the money for the coach. And then two, you know, if, if I feel like I don't want to have that super hard, like regulated, you got to do this, you got to do that. Right. And I'm sure that a really good coach will probably work around that and probably trick you into doing what they want you to do right. anyways. So, but, but I think, I think with the coach aspect, like kind of in that front is it goes back to what I was saying about like, what's your expectations? Yeah. Like, what do yeah. you want to get out of it? If you just want to complete a hundred mile race or complete a 50 mile race or complete a marathon, complete a half marathon, complete any sort of distance. If you want to win it, then yeah, yeah, you may need a coach that, that knows what you're doing to put a, together a training plan. But if you're looking to finish and your thing is you just want to like get to that point, like, you know what? I finished a marathon. I finished a half marathon. I finished a marathon. I did it. And that's your only satisfaction. Personally, I don't think you need to waste your time and money. Yeah. I think you can do that yourself. There's enough resources out there on the interwebs. There's a wonderful thing called the internet, the web. Lauren Craft. Lauren Craft. Lauren Craft. I, I, I apologize. I forgot your name. That should never happen. She's an absolute beast. That's, <laughs> that's legitimately embarrassing that I forgot her name. But no, Lauren Kraft l- loves using the coach. You know, and like I've listened. By the way, Lauren Kraft is half of the podcast of Burf Barf, which is honestly a great podcast. Uh, I would recommend you guys. Subscribe. Yeah, if you if you like us, I would definitely reach yeah, out to them. They're yeah. on all the podcast yeah. uh, things as well. You, you should definitely subscribe to them also. But she is um, she's phenomenal. And, and she loves it. And, and when you listen to her talk about it, 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 that's exactly it. Like her coach really holds her accountable. Her coach has made her a lot stronger runner. So it's it's a, a lot of training and a, a lot of the way you should look at it is it, you really have to find something that fits your personality. Right. And, and kind of what you're comfortable with and what you like. Uh, like I said, I am kind of all over the place. I, I do like to follow the program that I find and I'm kind of neurotic about my miles, but outside of that, I don't want to have like the over regimented, like you need to lift on this day. This day right. is this and this day is that. Like, Which I, training plan have you been using? Cause I know, oh. cause I've been using, what is it? How, how do you say his last name? I'm looking at my li- my, my library of 10 I books. Mean, that guy is like a complete legend. Uh, how cor- I can't. Oh, uh, corners. Yeah. Is it just corner? Maybe. I don't know. There's but a high corners field guide, field guide to ultra running. To ultra running. Yeah. See now, I uh, I use uh, Brian Powell. Uh, okay. Brian Powell uh, wrote a book, Relentless Forward Progress. That's right. That's right. That's the one. I, I don't know what it is about that book. It has always made sense to me. It is super simple. It's just straightforward, and it is. It's really kind of designed for 50ks and above. And the really cool thing is, is once you get to the, I think he has it lumped 50 Ks and 50 miles, and then he has 100 Ks and 100 miles. I think the that's The train right. plans yeah. kind of lumped together. Um, but the really cool thing is, is within each one of those two, he has a 50 miles a week plan for, um, for 50 Ks. But for the 100 miles, he has a 70-mile-a-week plan and a 50-mile-a-week plan. So that's the other thing that really is important about how to train and knowing what you're training for is you, know, you got to know some of this is just um, kind of learning under pressure, learning, you know, uh, experience by fire. Uh, I would say if you go and do a race and you're like, my gosh, when I got to the race, I was just I just felt exhausted. I never felt good. 
take your miles back. And that's what's really cool about Brian's book is he has it set up to where, you know what, if 70 miles a week is too much for you and you got to the race and your legs were still heavy and sluggish, next race, try the 50-mile plan. And and I have had a lot of success with the 100-mile plan um, doing the 50 miles a week. The 50 miles a week. And 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 his has always been – I just like his book a ton. Um, yeah, the one thing I didn't really like about this, how Carter's one, is – I felt like the miles ramped up way too fast. Yeah. Like it worked out if you had a continuous, like I'm never not training. So like jumping into that was yeah. okay. But like for someone that's like, I want to do my first ultra and you read his book, you'd be like, shit, I can't like, a, I can't a, jump into that. A good example of that is if you Google hundred mile training plans, right? One of the, I, I would be willing to bet one of the first ones that comes up is uh, ultra ladies, I think is what it's called. Ultraladies.com. Um, but their training plan is crazy aggressive. I mean, it is a book, and I've heard you know I've heard a couple people say, "Oh yeah, I've tried that plan," and 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 they said the exact same thing. I when I got to the race, I was just beat up. Um, just to, to put in perspective, and these numbers might not be exactly right, but I want to say Brian's book. Um, even if you do the seventy miles. Uh, a week plan, you only do 70 miles like two or three times. That sounds right. Whereas with Ultra Ladies, I believe you're doing 70 miles multiple times, like significantly more. I, th- I want to say you might hit it five or six times. And, I, and, and again, that could be completely like me misremembering. It has been quite a few years since I used that program or even looked at it. But it just, I, I feel like I've heard multiple people say this is, you know, this is a lot of miles. Yeah, no, you're right. I just pulled up the uh, plan, and John was right. It's ultra ladies. There are one, two, three, three weeks in a row. You hit 73 miles. You get a low week, and then you have two more weeks of 73 so, miles. Yeah, five times. So five times in six weeks, you're hitting 70-plus miles. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean. That's taxing. I mean, that's that's 50K and then a 20 miles. It's 30 miles, 20 miles on your weekend runs. That's just that's going to wear it on your body. And like John said, if you're getting to a race and you're already worn out, then you defeated the purpose of it. Like the training is exactly what it is. Training. You shouldn't be pushing yourself too hard. And that's the same thing with any specific distance. And you'll see that in plans, whether like, again, half marathon, marathon, 50K, 50 mile or 100K, whatever they you're not hitting like a goal distance. You know, the longest you're going to run in a half marathon training is 10 miles. The longest you're going to run in a full marathon training, most of the time is 20 miles. Um, So you're not hitting the thing. It comes to a part where you train yourself physically, but that last 10 K that last 10 miles, whatever it is, that is, that is kicking your ass mentally. That is putting like everything you have left just into your legs and saying, all right, I've got to do this. You know, you're, you're in the unknown and the stretch of the unknown. Yeah. How is your body going to react? And, and, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking off that, the mental aspect of it, I would, I would, I would almost venture and I'd take it a, a little bit further when you're doing all your runs and you're physically training, you are doing some mental training also, you know, um, you know, when you, when you train for ultras, the big thing is you do back to back you know, you do back-to-back long. Saturday, you'll do, you know, say 20 on a Saturday, and then Sunday is usually, you know, 15 or so or whatever. You know, you do a 50K on Saturday, and you'll do 20 on Sunday. Um, that's on purpose. <laughs> I right. mean, one, one, it's getting you used to running on fatigued entire legs. Two, and, and I'm t- my opinion is on ultra running, a very significant portion of success in ultra running is in between the ears. It's so much. For so sure. when you're doing your long runs and you're out there and you're by yourself and you are just doing these like absolutely brutal, un, uh, unaided, uh, like 50 K runs, you know, and, you know, I know for a fact, there's people who going into Mo 100, they'll go up to Mo and they'll do two loops by themselves, be in the woods by themselves for 12, 14 hours. You've got to mentally and psychologically train yourself that when it absolutely hits the fan and you're miserable, you need to be able to go into that bank and be like, I've been there. Yep. I've done it. I can do this. It hurts. And in the great uh and and to quote the great Mark Carroll, the the possum hurt himself, it doesn't always get worse. And so when you're doing these training runs, 
you know, I don't know how you can really like make it a psychological thing, but try to stress yourself mentally. Try to make it a little bit tougher on yourself mentally, and and focus on that. You know, I I think a lot of that is when it's raining, when it's crappy outside. It doesn't. It's maybe not the worst thing to go ahead and just run out in that rain or yeah. run into snow and run into crappy weather because here's here's the, the reality of the matter. The race director, <laughs> he's <laughs> unless it's hard rock and it's lightning around you. The race isn't stopping. Right. You know I mean, you, so if, if you got to run in it, you might as well train in it and, yeah. and build that mental strength. Yeah. And I think I'll jump on that too. It's, it's that mental thing. You need to build that into your run. So if you're doing, uh, you need to emulate race day simu- uh, situation. So if you know that, Hey, I'm going to a place that might rain a lot. Well, you know what? If it rains one day, you just need to suck it up and you need to run. Or <clears throat> if it's going to be dark, run at night or run early in the do morning it, where the light is safely. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there are things that to not do stupidly. I guess yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't listen to that. We still yeah. do it, but I think it's, it's you're trying to emulate the race situation as much as possible to know that hey, you know, when you're in that thing and you're in that suck, and you're like it's getting dark and I don't want to do this. You can look back and go, okay, I remember those dark runs. I did X, Y, and Z, and that helped me get over it. And really, training, like I said, not only physically, but you're getting your mindset of knowing. I can do this. You know, yeah. it yeah. sucks and it hurts, but it's only going to hurt for a little bit. Yeah. And it's crazy how, I mean, and John had talked about it previously about, you know, the, um, I think it was last week's episode where we talked about the gas X that, that Chad had given you. Oh, it's all about the placebo. Effect. Right. And it's like, you, you do this thing where it's like, this is, this is exactly what I need. And you're just like, I feel amazing. You're like, yeah. I gave you Skittles. Yeah. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. <laughs> Skittles are magical. I will say that. Um, on the on the taste the rainbow. Yeah, on the that's topic. A, speak, that's a creepy ass commercial. Where it's like contract the rainbow. <laughs> contract, you're like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What does that mean? What I'm, do they want? What do they want to do to I'm, me? I'm very confused. <laughs> so now I'm only M and M's. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, on that note, though, nutrition is actually a big thing. Um, I would I would say also any training that you're going to do, um, you want to train your gut. Which is just a weird thing for ultras. You know, it's ultras are clearly different than a half marathon or a marathon. But even at the, well, I know people on marathons yeah. who have had gut issues. Yeah. Um, eat what you're going to eat during runs, or, or during the race. You know what I mean? And and I would also say on run day or race day, probably not a great idea to like. You know what? I've I've never had, you know, I've, I've never eaten salt and vinegar chips on a training run. I'm Let me have, see what my stomach does on that. I'm gonna have all that. We're definitely gonna do an episode on like race day, yeah. like like everything, the do's and don'ts and that sort of thing, because we definitely have some stories there of uh, yeah. what to do and what There's not just, to do. You know, well, uh, shoot, I'll, I'll I've done it to myself. Oh, so have matter I. of fact, uh, the the year I completed Mo 100. Um, for whatever dumb reason, I decided I'm going to go vegetarian for about a month and a half. To <laughs> I remember that. Anywhere from a month to two months before Mo, and and my wife will definitely feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I went vegetarian for a very substantial amount of time and going into race, and we were on the fourth loop at covered, no, no, fourth loop at Hickory Ridge. So if you don't know, at that point, you're 92-ish. That's the last aid station until the finish, right? You're 92 to 93 miles into it. And at that point is when I decided, my God, that big, huge, ice-cold piece of pizza that is a meat lover's (laughs) looks absolutely delicious. And to my wife and Jamie's begging, Jamie Burrier, begging me, do not eat that. You will regret it. I'm like, I need it. And I put it in my mouth, and I'm not 100% sure I swallowed the first bite that I took and immediately, like, rumble, rumble, rumble. And it just wasn't good. So, you know, we're going to do a podcast one of these times on nutrition. There's a lot of things with nutrition, and, and it goes to any bit of racing. I mean, a lot of the stuff we talk about, is is trails and is ultras but a lot of this is true if you can nail it in longer distances obviously you, it's a little different but you can nail it in shorter but we're yeah. definitely gonna do like a full episode on just nutrition itself because it's something that i honestly didn't get under rain until probably like a year and a half ago yeah. Yeah. when i did uh the Publix marathon in georgia 
And like before that, I was still having, I was having stomach problems and I couldn't figure it out. And it's like, well, it's because you keep changing up your plan every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, I'm going to try this now. This is going to work out well. For today, what we'll leave you with uh, as far as training and training plans and whatnot like that, uh, as far as nutrition goes, is, again, just to reiterate, anything that you're going to do during race day, do during a training run, right? If, if on race day you're like, you know what, I'm going to live and die by pickles, I'm going to eat cold-cut sandwiches, I'm going to do Doritos. On training runs, it would be who of you. Yep. You know, Tailwind is a great example. I know so many people who have <laughs> literally never drank Tailwind and then for whatever reason, on race day, they're like, I'm they do Tailwind. <laughs> tailwind sounds like a good idea. And then they swell up like like the State Puff Man. You know? <laughs> also, oddly enough, this will sound super neurotic. Look into what liquid the race is going to have. Yes. And either plan to have your own liquid or plan to use their liquid on training runs and get used to it. That is part of training. That is a again, great, yes. Again, you're training your stomach, you're training your gut, you're training your endocrine. you got to get all that stuff used to going through the stress of what's going to happen. So Right, you're training for a specific yeah. race. So whatever that race is, you need to emulate that to the best you can. Obviously, there's certain circumstances. I ran the Berlin Marathon, and they had their Gatorade equivalent was something that we can't get here in the States. I think so, it's called Progberg. Is that what it is? Or is Prog, that just, it's is, called Prog-8. Is that, just a, is that Prog- just a horrible joke? It's a really bad dad joke. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. Uh, but yeah, so it's like I couldn't actually emulate what I was having there, but it's like, all right, I know it's equivalent to like yeah. a watered down Gatorade. Yeah. So what did I do? I watered down some Gatorade yeah. and that's what I trained with. So you just have to, you have to know what the race is going to hold for you and, and kind of just go there with it. But oh. yeah, also, we'll, we'll definitely do another show on that. Though. Yeah, we'll cool. definitely do something on nutrition, but really just to, to wrap up the whole topic of training, you definitely want to we agree that we should have some sort of plan, whether it's a rigid plan where you're looking at like a book or someone's training plan that helps um, maybe as a baseline, or if you want to follow it to a T, if you're that kind of person, follow it to a T. These people obviously know what they're talking about, but find something that suits you and suits your lifestyle and the time commitment you can give to it. But if you, you're not that kind of person, you know, use it as a, a guideline of what you want to do and, and that sort of thing. But I definitely recommend at least writing it down. I don't know if you write yours down, John, but I have like an Excel spreadsheet where I'm like, this is what I want to do these days. And then like I color code them with the type of runs they are. Cause I'm like an analytical, like oh my goodness. Nazi. I'll have to show it to you. Oh, we'll send it. We'll put a screenshot of what mine <laughs> looks like, but it's like, I have like, like long runs are a certain color, easy runs, are a certain color, tempo runs, speed runs are all specific colors. And then as I finish them, I turn them black and put the actual mileage I did. Oh that day. my God. No. So I, uh, I am neurotic. Yeah. So my thing is, um, I don't know why I'm a firm believer that Monday is the first day of the week. So I custom print out a Monday is the first day of the week calendar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I write the number of miles I need to run that yeah. day. And when it comes, I put a line through it and that is it. Um, but again, going back to, again, I am very neurotic. So if this has 20 miles, I'm running 20 miles. So in my mind, there's no reason for me to write what I've actually done. Cause that's, Cause that's what that, I did. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I, I do it a little different, but yeah, I definitely write down, some sort of plan or journal or something like that, it helps from twofold. One, it helps you plan to see what the hell's coming up so you know how to plan your life, especially if you're training for a race. And if it's important enough to you, you're definitely going to want to put in the time to, to make it happen. If it's not important to you, then you can just, you know, dick around and just see what the race brings you, yeah. which I highly do not recommend. But write it down so you have a gauge of what's coming up, but then also so you can look back and you can be like, oh shit, yeah, I had a really good week. Because, yeah. you know, most of trackers, if you use like a Garmin watch or a Suunto watch or shit, an Apple watch for that matter, any any watch where you're tracking your GPS, you can, it'll have some analytics and stuff like that. I will shamelessly plug Smasheron right now. They are not a sponsor yet. <laughs> get at us. <laughs> yeah, get hit slide into them DMs. <laughs> Um, but smash run has like great analytics. They're not too great on like the individual runs. So like there's not too great information individually wise, but if you want to see like historically patterns and trends and what days you did better and based off the weather, how you run or something like that, it's crazy. The analytics, they have a free thing. That's what I use currently. Maybe if they sponsor us, they'll let us, uh, give us pro accounts. I think the pro accounts only like 50 bucks a year, but I don't have a real need for it yet. So I, I track, I have my own, I have my own spreadsheet. 
I have TPS reports. I, I will never have a need for that. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, going getting away from uh, kind of wrapping up yep. the day and wrapping up the podcast for you guys, uh, we're obviously um, you know we we normally record on a Sunday. Today we're recording on a Saturday because tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Is that the right song? That's that's the NFL song, right? That is it. I think that is it. What's well, awesome. the football? Is it the basketball? That also sounds a lot like a Western movie for some reason for my head. But uh, so, yeah, we're recording, we're recording early on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get ready for the Super Bowl. So uh, hopefully, if you are a football fan and hopefully if your team is playing, uh, they won. Um, <laughs> quite honestly, between these two teams, I just... I say I say we, we record a little piece that says, like, we both hope the one team wins. And then whoever wins, that's what I yeah, cut yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm rooting for the meteorite between these two teams because, quite honestly... I, I honestly... So, so, John, what would you say you're a fan of now or you're just a fan of football at this point? Uh, I, well, anything college, college... As far as college football... I'm talking about professional. We're not even talking about college. Uh, like, professional football? I know you gave up on your team. I gave up on my team. I won't even bring them up. I, yeah, we don't, we don't use that word in the house. Uh, <laughs> I don't root for them anymore. Anymore, I can, you know, NFL. It's it's weird. So it's I've, weird. I've actually gotten to the point where I don't root for anyone. I actually just root against people. Okay. <laughs> which, I'm cool with which that. that. That maybe that's just me becoming a bitter old man. That's uh, all right. Yeah. Hashtag troll. Hashtag. Yeah, I'm a Jets, I'm a Jets <laughs> fan. So as much as I want to see the Patriots lose, I just I mean Tom Brady's just too pretty. It is imp- dude. It did you see the video of him kissing his son? No, but I, I saw it on. I heard about it on Twitter. I saw people going off on Twitter. It so was weird. One of my buddies, he's a comedian. Uh, I'll shout him out. Uh, Joe McMahon in Chicago. Uh, I don't know where he plays all the time. I think he's at the Laugh Factory out there sometimes. But check him out on Twitter. I think it's real Joe McMahon on Twitter. We'll have it in the show notes. But he had one. He's like, guys, you need to find a girl that kiss <laughs> that kisses like Tom Brady kisses his son. It was. It was. It was. It was weird. Uh. It was weird. It was. It, but what's now? What is really cool about Tom? It, uh, Tom, as if I know. <laughs> yeah, we're going out for beers. Yeah, yeah. For, right on Monday night, we've got a plan already. We'll, we'll go He's going to be on the next podcast. We'll go out for beers, but no nightshades. That's an inside joke. If you follow his diet, it's really bizarre. Anywho, um, uh, the one thing is really cool about him is when the one reporter made that really disrespectful comment about his son being a like a like a stubborn pissing or something like that. Tom went like. Went all in on the reporter, oh, which, really? which he rightfully should. Right, but so like he goes, uh, Brady goes on this like a uh, talk show in New England where he like has always like for years and years and years yeah. has gone on and given these guys like full access almost. And this idiot of a reporter uh, or radio guy called his son a pissant, and and Tom was like, listen. Straight up, this might be the end of our relationship. Yeah, like you're not way to way to ruin that. Yeah, like which guess who's they get fired if Tom walks out? If Tom if Tom doesn't come back, that guy just lost his job. So, um, but yeah, yeah. so with the Super Bowl, I'm I I think the Patriots will win, and we're not doubling recording here. I think the Patriots will win, but if the Eagles win, I would like to see Philadelphia burned to the ground. Oh god, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Yes, one hundred. When they have to grease the light poles before uh, before the. NFC Championship game. And kudos to you Philly fans for <laughs> overcoming those grease poles. You show them who the yeah, boss we'll is. we'll show you. We've got Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I saw the Patriots fans actually got to Rocky and put a Patriots uh, jersey oh, on him. Of course they did. Of course they did. So, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Philly's going to burn to the ground oh, God, if they be win. Off the, be off the charts. Yeah, but so yeah, Super Bowl is tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out on Tuesday, we would have already known who won. So if it was your team, congratulations. If it wasn't, we're sorry, but we really don't care because I'll that means what, it's baseball season. If it, oh, pitchers and catchers report. Oh, I'm so excited. Go Reds. Go Mets. Um, all right. Yeah, so next on our uh, local things that are coming up here shortly, uh, Hangar Race Series. We talked a little bit about it last week that the registration was coming up. Registration is now live. I won't shamelessly plug it every single time, but yeah, you uh, yeah I probably will. <laughs> but John and I are race directors there and we're supporting a real cool cause up in Delaware uh, called Feed Delaware. There's all the information you need to know on the Facebook page and hangaryseries.com. That's all I'm going to say about it. But the registration is live. You can go check it out. Um, another cool thing we wanted to plug was this pub crawl that's coming up. So this is this is uh, this is this is more of my plug that I put into the notes. Um, my son plays lacrosse for the uh, youth program here in Delaware, and um, it, it's cool because you know. 
the lacrosse community here in Delaware is very active, very successful, and it's funny because like they they want the parents to volunteer uh, at you know. Um, at other sporting events and run concession stands or do this or do that. And they want, you know, and the way I have chose to volunteer and <laughs> support the lacrosse community here in Delaware is by doing the pub crawl. So, <laughs> uh, so the, the pub crawl is very cool. Here's the funny thing. Last week I had told everybody that, uh, You're like triple booking everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I told everyone that last week I told everyone I would be at the PBR 10 K unless my wife told me, Hey dummy, you got something else going on. Sure enough, my wife listened to the podcast and she's like, Hey dummy, you got something going on. And that would be the, uh, pub crawl for Delaware lacrosse. But, uh, the pub crawl is super cool. It's all throughout downtown Delaware. So it's super walkable. It's easy to get to all those spots. And if you haven't been to Delaware to check out some of our uh, breweries or our local bars, I would rival them against just about anywhere else. They For are sure. absolutely phenomenal. Um, I believe the last crawl this year is at a new spot that just opened up. Yes. That is more of a wine uh, spot, but they also have beer there. And I think there might be live music there also. Yeah, they're going to have a band there and stuff like that. Is it Chad's band? I don't know if it's Chad's band. They didn't they didn't specifically tell us, but how do you how do they find out about this pub crawl? Because is it on Facebook or because we just got a text message about it? It's on, it's on, uh, it's on, um, it is on Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so just and, look for the and, and then I'll put a link. We'll put a link onto it on our page and share it through our page and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll put we'll put a link to the show notes to their Facebook. I don't know if it's a Facebook event or just a regular Facebook page, but I've done the pub crawl the last two years. This year I will not be able to attend because that's the day I have the fifty k. I'll be in Maryland uh, that weekend. Right. Yeah, I I will say this. I'm st- God help my liver. I am going to try to do the PBR ten k and make it up to the pub. No. I take that back. There's no try. You will. It's I'm I'm do or do not. I am throwing the gauntlet down on myself right here, right now. You heard it here. I will be. I will do the PBR 10K and the pub crawl. So so when you see John at either one of those events, just give him a high five. Tell him you love the podcast. Say hi to me. Give my wife a hug because she's going to put up with some obnoxious nonsense that day. I'm sure. So do you remember? I remember. Was it last year at the at the pub crawl? We were trying to cross the street. Some guy parked in the middle of the crosswalk, which is we could do a whole episode of crosswalks. That's a a huge no go in my life. I mean, John just knocks on the guy's window, like get out of the way. The guy backed up. It was it was a thing, and that was that was only like after like the second stop. That was that's that's it's a super fun night, and it goes the uh, all the funds go to a great great cause and for a great purpose for this like john said i mean i don't have kids but i've noticed the only thing i know about lacrosse is because of delaware lacrosse yeah, yeah. and like it this community though so it's yeah. it's definitely something that we recommend you checking out and then one other cool thing that um actually happened today yeah. um columbus running company their dublin store had a grand reopening they just like re i don't know re, re, redecorated yeah, I guess. Like, I, that's they, exactly what they said they just like they, they, they basically yeah. got tired of the old format that they had and, like, yeah they redone. cleaned it up and it looks really nice so they had a lot of uh <laughs> I mean, it was like, nice before, like, but like they were in the slums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it definitely was like it was definitely a weird layout of the they store. They vacuumed, they dusted, you know. Yeah, they you know, up. they cleaned up every once in a while. They took the vacuum out and if, shout out to Eric at Columbus Running Company. Yeah, if you got, yeah, Eric is awesome. If you guys yeah. don't go to CRC, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend CRC. I love CRC, Columbus Running Company. They have uh, stores. I think are they still listed the best running store in America? They they want like or was it two years ago, two years ago or last yeah, year they they won the actual best store. I don't insane. know if they still are. So it's a store that is the two owners. I believe I know Eric for sure, but I believe the other owner are both like collegiate runners. Yes, I yes. mean, very very talented. Um, I would venture to say almost all the staff there are runners of some level. Very knowledgeable, very cool, very chill. Like, yeah, and they, like, they're willing to help out like with never, any question yeah, you have. They're never, always like the the level of chill, you never get any kind of like side looks, no attitude about what do you mean you don't know this about your shoe? You know, none of that kind of nonsense. Yeah. They're willing to help, but they have uh stores in Dublin, Westerville, Pickerington, and in the short north. In the north. short north. So those are the four spots. So they're unless you live in Grove Tucky, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you live down in Grove City, they have a store just about yeah. anywhere. And they, they do groove runs throughout the week. Their biggest yeah. groove runs are on Saturdays. So if you're looking for, if you're new to the area or looking for a, a group of runners, uh, it is all road. But, I mean, they do... I mean, they put on a great run. They definitely yeah. know how to do this stuff because they they're good at ru- they're good at running and, yeah. and stuff. Who knew? Who knew? Collegiate yeah. runners good at running. Who knew? But yeah, so that's uh, pretty much episode four with training. We're gonna have links to all of the uh, the books and stuff that we talked about with the training and that sort of thing. Uh, we'll have links to those to Amazon. Just as a full disclosure, those links will be affiliated links. So if you do click those links and purchase something, it is helping support the podcast. So we would appreciate it if you are looking to purchase this book. Just use our link. Um, it'll definitely help us out and continue to make more and more podcasts that you enjoy. Um, but yeah, just uh, you can reach out to us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram at Run Beer and BS. We'd love to hear from you. Hear about your training, any races that you have going on, giving us beer recommendations, answering some of the questions we talked about. What the hell are we going to do with this <laughs> podcast whale that we have sitting here in front of us? It, it's kind of awkward just keeping it in the studio. But it, I, I feel like it's staring at me. Like I just I looked like over. I feel like it's like literally. Yeah, the um, one eye is the one green eye is looking at us. I will admit, I did zone out on. <laughs> This is horrible to admit. I a little bit zoned out on what Jonathan was just saying because I feel like the wheels were staring at me. Uh, if at any point that you heard something and, and you want to chime in something, that, you know, hey, this training plan has worked for me or something's worked for you, definitely let us know. Share that. Put that information out there. You never know who you might help uh, down the road. So uh, definitely share any ideas you have also. Yeah, and anything you tweet at us, we will retweet and, and that sort of thing just to, to spread the word and let them know of your great ideas. Um, if you're not already, we'd love if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We're on Apple Podcasts. Google, Stitcher, on a bunch of other ones as well. Um, and we'd also love it if you reviewed the podcast. So giving us a five-star rating, telling us what you think about the podcast, that would be great. Um, if you could also leave a review on Facebook, that's also a way that people can find us on Facebook as a local thing that's happening. Uh, next week, we have a kind of a special episode. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give too much away. Other than saying, so you want to make sure you follow us on Instagram. So, so like, excited. Our Instagram story, and for that matter, Facebook, Facebook story, story yeah. is definitely gonna be lit up with some really cool things. We have a. Uh, it's gonna be great. There's gonna be a lot of behind the scenes stuff on our Instagram page. So we highly recommend following us again <laughs> at Run Peer and BS. So I many plugs. There's so many. All of the plugs all day long. But yeah, thank you again for checking out running beer and bs john you got anything else for him i got nothing be good to one another that's right we will see you guys next week peace what a wonderful world.